1: Welcome back to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast. We have with us a, a special guest, Claire Niederprume, right? Yes, perfect. Uh, <laughs> director of the new film, Little Women. It's based on the classic by Louise May Alcott and it's not particularly Bitcoin related, but I was invited to see the film last night and so I went and. It was just phenomenal, and for an independent film, not from a major Hollywood studio, uh, I just I really like the message that it got across, the feeling that you have leaving the theater. Uh, We don't generally get a lot of that in our in our media content, and so you know I highly recommend people seeing it, especially taking any daughters. Um, cause it's, you know, based on these four sisters. So anyways, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks so much for having me.
1: So let's, let's start with an overview of the movie. Like what the movie is a modern adaptation of this classic. Like what's the classic about for, you know, all the guys listening to this that haven't read the book.
2: <laughs> well, you should because it's American classic. Um, yeah, well it was written 150 years ago this month by Louisa May Alcott, and she, and it was an instant classic when it came out, and she made all this money off of it, and supported her entire family, it was really a phenomenon, and she was one of the first American female writers to get her name out there, and not have to use a male pen name, so, um, so yeah, so it's really, it's about these four sisters, it's just about them growing up, we kind of follow them from their adolescence into their adulthood, and uh, it's been my favorite book for, many years. And it's just, it's super relevant to the life we live today still, because it's all about growing and learning and shifting and changing and supporting each other through that. Um, so I thought, you know, let's take that and put it into a modern, a modern time.
1: Yeah. I mean, it just really hit on so many of those themes of like relationships and family and just the, like the sibling connections and everything. I mean, it's just phenomenal.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's really, I mean, it's like a love story between these four sisters, right. And kind of their life growing up in this small town. And so I just, I think people have always connected to it and I hope they continue to connect to it now.
1: Yeah. So, so what then, you know, you said you've read it, you know, read it a long time ago. What's been the purpose and inspiration then behind doing a project kind of a this size i mean making a movie like it's going to be released in 700 theaters yeah. or something i mean like h- here we go
2: <laughs> i know i know i mean you know this is my this is the first thing i've directed um and it really is a micro, what they call micro budget independent film. Um, so I was not expecting it to get this wide of a release, but, um, I think it just has such a big fan base that, you know, a distributor saw it and thought that there'd be an audience for it. And so it's a little terrifying, but at the same (laughs) time, you know, every artist wants their work to get out there. So, so it's just part of the journey. Yeah,
1: it's, and it's not just another Ninja Turtles or Transformers, you know. (laughs) I mean, this is, this is actually, I mean, yeah, it's got the, Kind of the branding behind it that helps with getting it out there, but it's it's based on a real classic, you know.
2: Yeah, and I think that's what you know. I bonded over it with my mom, going to see it with my mom, and reading the book with my mom and with my cousins and other females in my life and males. Um, but I and that's just what I wanted to put out there is just something that mothers can take their daughters to and sisters can go with each other, just so that you know we need some stuff that we can go to that many family members can enjoy instead mm-hmm. of you know some of this other stuff that we have out there so so that was really the goal and you know all of these all of the women in the film they have very distinctive different personalities like i'm sure you know joe's her own thing amy's her own <laughs> thing um but i think that it it makes it so every girl can relate to one of the characters in some way and i think that's what makes this story so special
1: so when we when we're doing a modern remake like that I mean this was written in a different world. Yeah. Right? I mean th- there were no automobiles right. like I mean this is a totally Women different world. Vote. Yeah. Women <laughs> couldn't vote. She I mean she released it under her own name where she, most had to mm-hmm. do it under pen names. Yeah. Yeah. How so how how has that process been getting this adapted to our modern culture.
2: Yeah. So, you know, what we really focused on is the thematic elements of, of what's it like to grow up thinking that you imagine your life a certain way, and then realizing that your reality is different than your expectations and how to um, thrive in that environment. So we really just focused on the stuff that did adapt well, you know, and a lot of that was, um, the sisters' relationships and how they fight with each other, but there's still a lot of love between them. You know, I mean, there's a reason that, there's a reason that Jane Austen is always redone. There's a reason that William Shakespeare is always redone. It's because these classic writers write about the human condition and, the human struggle. Right. And so even though these stories are written so long ago, it's so relatable because we're all just trying to pursue our dreams and, and be the best we can, but we all have these flaws that we have to overcome or battle with. So it was really just focusing on, on those character developments instead of focusing on kind of Oh, well, you know, things are a little different. We're not dealing with the Civil War, although we do have a war going on, you know, so certain things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't
1: it just it's just so interesting. Uh, You know, we'll talk a little bit about the characters a little later, Mm -hmm. but uh, I'd like to get to this. Like, what was the hardest part of getting this done? (laughs)
2: god there's so much hard. that's hard about independent filmmaking it's like just the whole process is hard but so enjoyable i mean for this film you know it really is a micro budget film which my producers hate for me to say (laughs) but i don't mind i'm like i'm gonna put it out there because i want people to know exactly we had pennies and it's beautiful (laughs) but it really i mean you know it everyone is overworked and underpaid and so you really have to hire the right people that have a true artistic talent for creating something out of nothing a lot of times Um, but in that same sense a lot of beautiful miracles can happen because it's so collaborative you know you're like there's this camaraderie about being on set because there's a small amount of you and you know the camera department is going to help the prop department because there's not enough of them to go around and you don't get that on bigger sets. So there's something beautiful about it. It's just that having a clear vision and and hiring people who are talented is, is the hardest part. Um, and so it was just, you know, everyone was just struggling with every, I mean, every $50 that we spent on this movie is accounted for, you know, like (laughs) I remember one day we went and it was a long day, and someone was like, we, we need someone to go do a Starbucks run for us. And they came back and had spent like $80 at Starbucks for the crew. And, <laughs> and our producers were like, we can't afford this. You know, this. But at the same time, you have, to do, you have to take care of your people as much as you can. Um, so it was just fighting with that, with the budgetary restraints and trying to create a world, even though we had to keep our world really small. We lucked out and we found, um, um, an amazing historical home that had a beautiful location that we could use all around the house and in the attic. Um, you know, and then the other thing is you're shooting so fast. You're shooting so many scenes in one day because we our our entire shoot was only 17 days long. Um, and so your actors are only getting a couple takes because you don't have time to, to do any more with them. So this, there really is a struggle of hiring or cast and casting the right people who can pull off the character that quickly, you know, or that you can have such a fast communication. It's like, okay, you've got to redo that again right now, but show some more emotion, you know, and they have to be chop, able chop. to snap, snap right into it. Yeah. So that was, um, yeah. So that was definitely the most difficult.
1: Thing. So, I mean, it, it seems like that came, got woven into the film. Cause I mean, Joe is struggling with her book, you know, and, and I mean, in, in a lot of ways, it seems like you've created your own castle in the air, you know, the, this own dream. And now it's going out to 700 theaters. Um, I didn't even know about it, so I didn't have an opportunity to to fund or anything. But I I might have given something like this a shot.
2: Yeah, you would have supported <laughs> us a little bit. Uh, I, I
1: I would have at least looked at it. I had I had a friend actually. He uh, he had sold his mutual fund. He had two daughters, and he he wanted a film out there that taught like kind of a good moral story for his mm-hmm. daughters. And so he funded the movie Soul Surfer, mm-hmm. where the where Bethany uh, got her arm bit off by the shark. And, you know, all the kind of all everything that went along with that. And, uh, I mean, it was a great movie and then it, it actually turned a profit. <laughs> so like it turned that's out that's amazing. like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he had like a 20, $25 million budget. And then I think $40 million on distribution. And I mean, you've done just a whole lot more with a lot less where from what I understand, I mean, that's where you can get really big upside if it like kind of catches uh, catches fire, you know, which, which tends to happen when you're talking about these family, like emotional siblings, struggles and exactly. everything. And it just connects with so many people.
2: Exactly. You know, and I think sometimes, um, people want things, uh, Hollywood tends to want things to be edgier. Um, but they're forgetting that a lot of life isn't that, you know, a lot of life is just dealing with the love of a family. You know, we all can relate to a sibling relationship and how you've grown up with a brother or sister and the differences you have. And it doesn't all need to be this... Um, this this sort of harsh edge to life, you know, because there's a lot of goodness there and there's a lot of kindness there, and so I think sometimes we need to focus more on that in in the films that we're putting out. At least we try to.
1: Yeah, I mean that that's what Bethany ran into because I mean she got her arm bit off by the shark, and a really big part of of her recovery was with her family and like her church, uh, her church group, and like her youth counselor who got played by Carrie Underwood. But when she was shopping it in Hollywood, like they wanted to kind of excise all of that out of her story, so like her story would have gotten told, but in a very inauthentic way and not true to like the true story, you know. And so she she was able to find David uh, who funded it, and you know, so they kept a lot of those elements in it. And who knows whether it did as well as it would have had Hollywood picked it up or not. But it's it's interesting that like, you have to have that monetary sovereignty to have your voice in the artistic kind of endeavor. Would you kind of agree with that?
2: Absolutely. You know, and there's there is sort of this disconnect between sometimes uh, Hollywood and the rest of the country in a lot of ways. Um, and I think we're trying to bridge that gap and try to tell more people's stories and from different angles. You know, I think... Um, because Hollywood is a very liberal place and not that that's, I mean, you know, I live there and I love it and I embrace all of that. But sometimes you forget that you need to tell other people's stories and other people's journeys and, and embrace that instead of allowing that to fade away. Because really then we're not being inclusive at all. If we're not including well, everyone's Yeah.
1: And you might journeys. be like, Discounting a huge potential market that exactly might, might buy movie tickets right you know yeah
2: <laughs> so we're distributed by Pure Pureflix but it's under Pinnacle Peak which is their secular branch um, but we've been getting a lot of press that that keeps calling this film faith based which I wouldn't call it faith based I would call it family yeah I, I
1: didn't I didn't see anything yeah. I mean it wasn't like Passion of the Christ or something that is like you know much more I mean this was much more about family I exactly. mean I don't I don't think I even saw like any type of a scripture quotation from a Bible or anything like that in the movie. I mean, maybe I'm no, not remembering no, it. no,
2: though, no. There's nothing. <laughs> Why would they call it faith-based? Well, then? it's just because the distribu- because it's
1: family-related. I, I guess, mean, that's very uh, odd. No,
2: you know, it's because the distributors have have produced a lot of faith-based films and a lot of times you just get lumped into and that's just the bucket that you get and put that's in. just the bucket, <laughs> you know, and and I don't think there's anything I mean I'm not scared of that, but I also want people to take each they should take each piece of art as its own, you know? Um, yeah. so I yeah, so I hope that both, you know, faith-based audience and non will go see this film because it's not meant for either or it's just meant for anyone who has siblings Uh, or family
1: or like i mean all this stuff which is pretty much everybody yeah exactly uh, because everybody seems to have family of some type yeah i mean how did you get here right (laughs) exactly Um, so when we're looking at our characters like Mm -hmm. joe you know to get let's get back on track right like uh joe joe is she seems to be kind of a, a complicated character like maybe you could help ex- help people ex- like understand this a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, you
2: know we, um, Chrissy Shimek and I who's my co writer, we kind of combined the Joe in the book mixed with Louisa May Alcott a little bit, um, and we really leaned into a lot of her character flaws. A lot of the other adaptations have made her much more agreeable than she actually is in the book. She clearly has anger issues in the book. and She, she is
1: a disaster.
2: Exactly. <laughs> and, but, you know, we really felt, you know people like that. Oh, you yeah. Know? And so it feels very much based in reality. You know, people have been saying, oh, gosh, she's so much, like she consumes a room. And I'm like, yes, yes. And don't you know people like that, you know? I mean, she's supposed to. She's so passionate. And she's so reactive. She feels every emotion so intensely that she she a lot of times needs to check herself. And she doesn't. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, her arc is that she starts to, because she has all these characters surrounding her that, you know, kind of um, have a greater perspective on life than she does. Um, but she's also very self-absorbed. And that was something that Incredibly. I really... Yes. Yeah. And, but I think, you know, um, growing up now, and especially in an artist community, that is very true to a lot of people today. You know, they're all concerned about just making a name for themselves and how can they what they can do for themselves. And Joe is very much driven by, by that, you know, she wants, she wants recognition. Um, and so we really kind of played into that and, and Sarah Davenport who plays our Joe did a great job of just being brave and and going for it. Um, and you know, she slowly starts to grow up and, and realize things along the way. But
1: do you think you were too easy on our character? You know, because people who usually are, you know, these dangerous demons of just self-absorbed narcissism, mm-hmm. they usually don't have happy endings in their life. Like, do, do you think you were too easy on her character in that sense?
2: Maybe, but it's hard. The thing, the thing about Jo is, though, is that she loves her family so much. So you know how pe- when people are that passionate... The passion can come out in anger and the passion can come out in love, <laughs> you know, like it, it works both ways. And so to me, Joe very much loves her family and she wants to be there for them and, and be, um, appreciated by them and for them. And so I think what her underlying, um, soul really connects to is that she does want to be better like her family. It's just really hard for her. So I think what's redeeming really hard. (laughs) Yeah. So I think what's redeeming about her is, you know, Beth kind of puts her in her place as well as the professor. Um, and I think she starts to listen, you know, cause I think people do start to listen to those that they love and and eventually Uh can take those things to heart. I mean, I hope that people can change, you know, I, I, I think I've changed a lot from you know going from my twenties to my thirties, and I think that a lot of people do. I think that's kind of the age where you start in to that,
1: that growing up, exactly. Hopefully, hopefully. and progressing exactly.
2: You know. And if you, and if you have good people around you, then I think you're much more able to do that.
1: You yeah, know? I mean, jo is just so she she's such a complicated character in the sense that I mean, you feel that it's like a love for her family. But perhaps it's it's a love of herself to make her family like serve that kind of interest, you know, like because Beth has to talk about it's my castle, you know, and then uh, then you have like with 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 Lori, you know, she's like, well, I didn't want him, but I didn't want anyone else to have him either. <laughs> I mean, it's just like this total self-absorption. Uh, it, I mean, it's just a yeah, it's. It, it would be interesting to see like the further progression of her. Yeah, in her like life. to, to you follow know, whether, her
2: into her forties and right. see her have children and kind of gain more perspective that way. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. I, you know, hopefully maybe maybe we can do that version of the story, but <laughs> like part two. <laughs> this was kind of yeah, you know, in in a movie you really only have the amount of time to <laughs> overcome one big thing, right? Right, and so. Um, spoiler i guess you can't really spoil a book that's 150 years old but the I mean, yeah it's a classic exactly I mean. but the but the death of her sister really is what teaches her her biggest lesson a big that,
1: catalyst
2: yes and and that's what teaches her that you know the the life that she actually has at home is this beautiful um community of love and acceptance and that is what's really important in life and not going out there to make a big name for yourself um so that was her major lesson of the film does she still need to learn more in life absolutely exactly but you know for the sake of of cinematic storytelling you,
1: know. you only have so many scenes you, you can put in, <laughs> exactly. right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, she definitely seemed to learn the lesson that it's not where you go, you know, mm-hmm. to like New York City, but it's who you go with. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. So, you know, what was, what was the, kind of the most enjoyable aspects of making the film or are those still to come in terms <laughs> of like influence or fan letters or stuff like that, you know?
2: Yeah. You know, it's been an interesting journey. Filming was um, an amazing experience. We had Leah Thompson, who plays the, the mother character, um, who's a, a veteran actress who's amazing from Back to the Future, mm-hmm. as most people know. Um, and so being able to work with her and some of our other actors was an incredible experience. It's just amazing to be on set and see that magic happen, you know, and our production designer turned this attic into this magical place. And that was a really special experience. Um, so I loved filming. I love the process of it. I love the adrenaline you get being on set and how fast things are moving and how collaborative they are, you know? Um, and so that has been my favorite part so far. I, um, you know, the release of a movie is an interesting thing because you get everyone's opinion, the good and the bad, and everyone's taking something away or and it, giving it. And it's something after it's done, it. right? Exactly. Like you can't
0: go
1: in and keep polishing exactly. it.
2: Exactly. <laughs> and with a story like this, you know, so many people uh, cling on to certain things and I I clung on to to certain things from the book and that's what I put into the movie. But other people are going to have other things. Why didn't you put this in or you left this out? Or that's not (laughs) how I imagine Meg to be, you know, they have their, their preconceived notions of, of who Joe March is, you know, and this is my version of Joe. Well, mine and Sarah's version of Joe. Um, and so I think that that is a little hard. And and because this is my first wider release, I'm I'm like, oh wow, I'm really feeling that like, <laughs> gosh, this is this is what they mean like from an artist's struggle, you know, because you you wanna please people, but you know you can't please everyone and you just kind of hope that you made something that you can be proud of, I guess. Um and, and I am really proud of it. I think we made the most of what we had. Um, and I, and judging by the people who have seen it so far, people really do feel something. Oh, I mean everybody.
1: Them. Like at the screening last night, I mean maybe they were a self-selected group, but I mean everybody liked it yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, I but mean, really liked it a lot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not quite the target audience, but I'm glad you. No, liked I mean <laughs> I was talking
1: with the other guys. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, I mean, yeah, it was. It's just phenomenal because it's just such a connect, like you know, that connection with family and the human condition, like you're talking about. I mean, yeah, it's not got a whole bunch of splashy CGI, but I mean, storytelling is about the story, not yeah. about necessarily the the props around it.
2: Right, <laughs> right. It's about it's about caring about the love story, and this is the love story between the four sisters. I think, mm-hmm. in my opinion, I might have already said that yeah. today, but yeah. So I, so you know, I'm it's a, it's a scary thing to put your work out there. And so I'm just trying to embrace it and think, um, you know, at least I was brave enough to put something out there that can be criticized, right? Because you can sit in your apartment and just keep all of it to yourself, which I wanted to do for a long time. I was like, no, I'm keeping this to myself. But, um, but it's my, you know, it's my first film and hopefully there'll, there'll be more to come. And, and I, and I just hope that people can bond over this with, with their family members.
1: Well, I, I sure hope you have as much fun as I do, like, stepping onto the court, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, everybody can be like,
2: oh, this or that mm-hmm. or whatever.
1: And it's like, well, you know, like, why don't you make a shot?
2: Exactly. <laughs> well, you know what? At least I showed up for the game.
1: <laughs> yeah. And did I mean, call it, out
0: sick. It's kind of fun, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah, there's definitely, and it it can be very invigorating, you know, being involved in the content creation stuff. I mean, we're in different fields of it, but still the same type of process, I think, going on.
2: Yeah, and there's this sense of people don't know what they want until you put it out there, and I'm sure you deal with that a lot. You know, it's like you have to be so ahead of the curve. Yeah,
1: magic internet money, what? Yeah, what's (laughs)
2: that? I want some, how do I get it? I want
1: some of that Um, Yeah, so so you're gonna keep at it. We got any next projects? Yeah,
2: like, uh, I hope in the works? so. Yeah, um, I do. I have. A... <laughs> you're not traumatized from this. <laughs> no, no, it's been great. It's been a great experience. I, I I seriously love directing. I mean, I was an actress for a long time, and and still am. But directing is is more my thing. Me, why? Why is
1: that? Like, what? What do you think that is?
2: You know, I I think that. Um, I'm a very collaborative person and I think I'm a big picture person. And so I think in that sense, that leads me to, um, want to have a handle on everything where as an actor, you're kind of just a small piece of this giant puzzle, you know, and, um, and sometimes you're just kind of a prop that's put there and okay uh-huh. hey, do exactly what is said and to me being able to see the bigger motif of art is is just just more it just calls me more you know there's just something about it that i like and i think that um Yeah, I, I feel like it's where I'm supposed to be. And I never really felt that way with acting. Hmm. So sometimes you just have to follow your gut with that, you know, and it's also a little bit like the path of least resistance mixed with hard work. I'm sure as you know, (laughs) but I, I mean, I've been writing and doing things forever and for the past three, four years, it was like, Oh gosh, we can't get anything off the ground, anything off the ground. And then, and then something like this happens an independent film that's getting, you know, a wide release. Um, but with acting, it's, you know, you're at the mercy of everyone else. And when you walk into a room, they're judging your voice, your face, your eyebrows, everything, you know. And that was hard on me. And I, I would rather be um, evaluated by other things. And so that uh-huh. that was kind of why. Well, and, they,
1: and they won't, they're, they're judging you to fit, like, what's their particular vision for the character. Mm-hmm. So it might not be about you at all. I mean, it's just, like, whether you fit this square or... or or round hole. Or not, exactly. You know?
2: <laughs> and you're like, I can't be both. I can't be square and round at the yeah. same time.
1: Yeah. yeah, especially if you start taking it, you know, personally, like, then it could, I guess, get very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of in conclusion, so we've been talking about the modern remake yeah. of Little Women. Uh, I think it's just phenomenal. It'd be a great thing for people to go see. What would be, you know, what would be kind of to leave the audience with, what would be kind of your suggestions for people to like find their own castles in the air for themselves?
2: Oh, I don't know if I'm qualified to say <laughs> I'm still searching for mine. <laughs> um, you know, I think, I think, gosh, I can only really think of cliche things to say, but one thing I've noticed is being kind to people and, su- and supporting those people you love in return ends up giving you something that you didn't realize was your dream, I Aww. think, in a lot of ways. Because, um, you know, I, I think like Joe, <laughs> um, I was very selfish. And probably still am in a lot of ways, but I, you know, it was kind of tunnel vision, like this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. And as soon as I kind of opened up and wanted to collaborate with people and help people out and learn people's stories this start when I started to have some success. And I think there's some truth behind that.
1: Yeah, you know, and it doesn't, doesn't cost anything extra to be kind. Exactly. You know?
2: Exactly. So. And you know, just hard work. A lot of times, people say, "Well, how can you write?" And I'm like, "You just get up and write." Yeah, you do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you're like, "I can't write a screenplay." I'm like, "You can. You just have to sit there and do it."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So many people just don't want to do the work. Exactly. That's yeah. True. <laughs> exactly.
2: And you know, hard work is eventually rewarded for the most part. I yeah. Think. If
1: you're diligent, persistent, mm-hmm. you know, kind to people. Mm-hmm goes a long ways well it's been just a wonderful interview thanks uh for being with us we've had claire Niederpruem. yeah did i say right
2: (laughs) you did now i want to question you about bitcoin though since i know very little
1: oh well we got (laughs) we got lots yeah we got lots of episodes on the podcast for that yeah but uh yeah, maybe you'll make a movie about uh, Bitcoin. Exactly. I, I would bet love that, to. That would sure be fun. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so we've had Claire Niederprum, uh director of Little Women, the modern adaptation of Louisa May Alcott's uh, just classic. Uh, thanks so much for being with us.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: to get a copy of the Free Bitcoin Guide at FreeBitcoinGuide.com. Got a question or suggestion? Record your voice at Bitcoin.kn. Don't be shy. To help the show, share Bitcoin.kn with friends, post about it on Reddit, and otherwise, spam the interwebs. Your iTunes comments and five-star reviews are very important to us. Please continue tuning in to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast, where we release interviews with the top people in the Bitcoin world. Now take some choline and let that Bitcoin knowledge consolidate.